Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think this is about the Saints trying to move up to get a quarterback this year and the Eagles positioning themselves to get a quarterback next year if Jalen Hurts proves not to be a guy. But when you start looking at the draft trade chart and the value of the picks, it, it, it evens out. It makes sense why this would happen. And so I can understand the perspective of both organizations. If you're the Eagles, maybe you don't have that many players that you love in the first round. And so you want to spread the wealth and spread the opportunities to be able to build out the roster over the course of the next two or three seasons. So I think this is about both teams trying to position themselves to get a quarterback. It's just one team is doing it this year and the other is doing it next year. All right. I can see that. That's your boy, Canty, right? Yeah, it's just a good, hearty take. Just a good, hearty take? You don't have to agree. A lot of meat in that bone, huh? You know what I'm saying? You don't have to to agree. You don't have to disagree. You just got to sit back and think, you know what? Casey, the guy wasn't breaking any news. He just said that It took some thought. What do you mean it took some thought? Well, you know. Well, obviously. The Saints are the market for a quarterback, and we'll see on Jalen Hurts. It's a good take. What, do you want to give the guy a, a, a piece, a Nobel Peace Prize? What, what did he do? Hey, all I'm saying is that this guy was negotiating important stuff. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have all these problems. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and and, and listen, in, in the realm of the Dan Orlovskis, of the Mike Tannenbaums, hey, Canty's, a, in my opinion, a tear hat. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're too all busy right. trying to give Dan some key to the city. I say I we mean, give it to Canty. Dude, I mean, <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Yeah. All right. It's not Dan Orlowski. He's not trying to defend himself something or he's talking good about Trevor Lawrence. All right. I like Dan Orlowski. Nothing but respect for the guy. But I know when you're trying to cater to a fan base. All right. I People think like I'm not on social media a lot, which I'm not. But I watch how social media is ran. OK. And and I study how people run their stuff. I know what Dan Orlowski doing. OK. And hey, more power to you, man. You're getting the likes. You're getting the follows. In the grand scheme of things, if that's what matters, that's what matters. He's doing a good job at it. Keep up the great work, Dan Orlowski. Austin Lane, Action Sports, Jacks on ESPN 690. Co-host Brent Martineau on the road in Augusta, Georgia at the Masters. Uh, dropping by every once in a while to say what's up. Got Casey pushing all the right buttons. And we got some football at five. We're, we're going to go and sprinkle a little WrestleMania on it as well. But let's go ahead and get some football at five real quick. And I was seeing some rumors um, out there from Fish Sports, which doesn't sound like it's a real thing, but, no. then, it, but then it turns out that it's uh, it, it's from the Fish Report. I don't know the guy's real name because he didn't put it in his bio. That's his loss, but he's actually a Dallas Cowboys insider. He's verified. Mm. He's got 100,000 followers. It's the real deal. Wow. But he's reporting that teams are interested in the Houston Texans' Brandon Cooks. Oh, and man. the Houston Texans... Forgot about him. Right? Sometimes you do. And the Houston Texans are asking for a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks. Now, when I hear a team's asking a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks, you know what that means to me? Yeah. The, Houston, the Houston Texans are asking for at least a fourth or fifth-round pick for Brandon Cooks. Right. Because that, that's how this game is played. Right? Yeah, say you want a, a second or third-round pick for that player, and then all of a sudden you don't get that. Okay, then you learn to settle for a much lower-value target. We're talking during the break. Amari Cooper is a prime example of this. Right. I, think, I think the Cowboys started out a second-round pick for Amari Cooper. Yep. They went down to third round. Oh, I'm sorry. What did the Cleveland Browns go up to get Amari Cooper? I believe it was a five. Oh, but, but you wanted a second, though, in the beginning. Yeah. Right? So there, there's room to fluctuate. And fluctuate's my big word of the day, everybody. I'm like Pee Wee Herman in Pee Wee's Playhouse. I said fluctuate. I used it in a sentence. You better believe it. Yes, I'm getting professional. And yes, I'm getting smarter right before your eyes. But regardless of that, Brandon Cooks, does he do anything 
for you. Listen, I got a lot of trauma with no, Brandon Cooks. Uh, no, but b- before you, you go on your spiel here, I'm going to tell you to check the stats real quick before you, you no, diss Brandon Cooks. Okay, go ahead. I can't. Listen, first of all, you take Brandon Cooks away from Davis Mills, he'll get angry and that will get longer. <laughs> and it'll just be a bad situation in Houston. So I can't. I, I don't want that. I don't want to see that happen to young Davis Mills. But sure. Um, it's it's boom or bust with Brandon Cooks. I understand that the speed is there. We'll have to hit the button multiple times. He can get behind the defense and make things happen, and you believe you have a quarterback that can make the throws. Yes. But he's frustrating. And it comes to the point where how many of the same receiver do you need? Don't we think Christian Kirk is going to do something similar? Go run. <laughs> Marvin Jones, go run. Well, but keep, Okay, but keep in mind, Cooks is an outside guy. Kirk, we're not sure yet. Kirk's going to be the slot guy. Agreed, but they're both like they're not both go get it. They're like run past somebody. Sure, but I think Cooks is a number one receiver. Now, now it's like I said, Casey. I, I tried to warn you, and and now I got to kind of put you on blast a little bit. And I, I don't enjoy doing this. Go ahead. But now we have to go to the stats. Okay, let's go back to 2014, and I don't want to go all the way that that, that far back because it kind of shows how old he is. But let's break down the numbers real quick. Let's break down the yardage. All right, his rookie year, 550. Okay, obviously you can do better than that. Second year. 1,100 yards receiving. Third year, 1,100 yards receiving. Fourth year, over 1,000. Fifth year, 1,200 yards receiving. Sixth year, now, I think he got hurt. Uh, I think he got hurt. He just didn't play a lot. Uh, 583 yards. That, that, that's an anomaly. Don't worry about that one. Obviously, Sean McVay oh. didn't know what he was doing. Sure, yeah. 2012, hey, the next year. Nobody's ever said that before, by the way. Sean McVay didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> well, in the Super Bowl, maybe he didn't against the Patriots. Yeah, that's fair. All right, 2020, 1,150. And last year. With the almighty Davis Mills out of nowhere, 1,037 yards and six touchdowns, 90 receptions. Tell me, tell me what I'm missing, Casey. Tell me why I shouldn't be on soapboxes, riding my motorcycle around town, campaigning that the Jaguars bring Brandon Cooks to town. Forgot about the motorcycle. Um, yeah, me too, man. It's, it's in the shop. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a good thing. Anyway, yeah. um... Listen, I, I, I understand he is good, but he's frustrating. Like, this is probably a lot of fantasy football trauma talking, but it's boom or it's bust. Okay. And I every time, like when you think about the Jags, do you think about boom or bust? I mean. Right. Yeah. So what are the odds it goes well? Because there were times, as you talked about, it didn't go that well. But, Casey, if it's going well in Houston. Agreed. Of all places, with Davis, Mills, and, oh, I don't know, who's other, who's other wide receivers in Houston? Boys. Don't say don't say Will Fuller because he wasn't there anymore. No, I know I don't know Will Fuller. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins, but oh, oh. <laughs> tell, tell me some more about Nico Collins than why you're at it. Okay. Yeah, Michigan. Uh, that's all I got. Okay, hey, impressive. Not impressive. bad. Not um, bad. Listen, I'm not giving up the 33rd pick in the draft for no, Brandon. Okay, Cooks. okay. No, hey, Casey. Now let's bring it back. Hey, I didn't say I want to trade a second round pick for Brandon Cooks, but what I am saying is you have a lot late a lot later round of picks. A lot of six-rounders. I think you got a fifth-rounder maybe built in there or not. I can't even remember. It's so many picks of Jaguars. Definitely have some six-rounders. You got a lot of six-rounders. You mean to tell me that you wouldn't trade two six-rounders and a six-whatever? You wouldn't trade a fifth-rounder, two six-rounders for Brandon Cooks and take on that contract? I would. If it was that, yeah. Yeah. Now, would the Texans trade him to the Jags? No, I mean, mean, obviously, it's an in-division rival, and that's never good. But I'm just, you know, theoretically, though, like— I would take Brandon Cooks probably over Zay Jones right now. Here's a real uh, yeah, question. Yes. How do you feel about Christian Kirk compared to Brandon Cooks? Honestly. Real talk. I mean, honestly, Brandon look at Cooks. The, look at the stats again. Yeah, no, I'm with you on yeah. that part, but what's been done has been done. Sure. You're not getting rid of Christian Kirk. No, Kirk. no, of course not. But, like, I'm just saying how 
I see Brandon Cooks as is a, 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 a big name out there right now, and I just think to myself, hmm, this guy's a deep threat. Yeah. You know, can take the top off, a one receiver, a go-to guy, and he's not coming here. And, and, and I've accepted that, but I'm just saying we spent so much money on wide receiver – but why am I still sitting here thinking, okay, well, we got to draft someone. Uh, if there's some available, maybe take somebody else. Like, that's where we're at right now. Like, I'm, I, I am not satisfied with the wide receiver position here in Jacksonville. I don't think really anybody is. Now, it's a lot of the unknown. Can Christian Kirk throw into that role? We shall see. But it's still a lot of the unknown. And my point is, if we're talking a guy, uh, a guy like Zay Jones or Brandon Cooks, to me, it's Brandon Cooks all day. Now, they probably wouldn't share with a division opponent, and I get all that, but... He's still an intriguing guy to me. He's, he's, he's up there in age, and I understand that. But once again, Casey, the stats don't lie. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I know you're going to think that I'm hating again. Okay, here we go. Brandon Cook's biggest games of the season this year. Yeah. Most touchdowns in a game. He yeah. only had two once. Guess who he played? Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, most yeah. receiving yards in a game, 132. Guess who he played? Oh, I remember that. That was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, most yeah. catches in a game, nine. Guess who he played? Oh, give me, give me the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. 500. Yeah, Okay. all three. Well, I mean, what? They're a part of your division. I know. You're playing twice. I'm just saying. What like, are you always, I don't know. You what can't play say? the Jags if you're on the Jags. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, you played against New England, 23 yards. You know, Arizona, 21 yards. 18 against Tennessee. Can't play against that's, the Jags if you're on them. That's, that's got to be like a fantasy football t-shirt. You can't play the Jags if you're on the Jags. I, I, I don't even know, like, what, what market that would cater to, but I love that quote. I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing it out there in the universe, though, Casey. I think... I get it. The guy's been doing it since 14. He's been doing it for a while, 28 years old. But if you look at the numbers, when he's healthy, man, the, the guy produces, and I think he's pretty dependable. I'm not sure, like, how many drops he has a year and all that good stuff, but I think in terms of weapons, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence would love to have him. But obviously it's just a fantasy. It's all hearsay, and it is what it is. When we talk about fantasy and hearsay, we talk about, WrestleMania, right? The showcase of the immortals, if you will, if you want to get super aggressive with it. And now I get it. So some of the olds out there, right? We, Back we, to the olds. We, we talk about the olds sometimes. Yep. Aren't the biggest WrestleMania fans. But in my timeline, what I saw on Twitter, I was pretty happy with who was watching it. In case, yeah, I guess you were watching it too a little bit. I was watching my dad was watching. Your dad was he's watching. He's one of the olds. Sorry, dad. Uh, no, no he's, he's obviously not. Dad's, dad's with it. Dad understands what's going on. Your quick uh, summary of WrestleMania before you go to break here. I thought it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I think some of the matches left a little bit to be desired, but yeah. in terms of the matches that did not include WWE superstars, I thought they hit home runs. I thought, listen, the Johnny Knoxville match, you See, had this some is, thoughts. This is, I thought this it was is, great. This is what we vary on, on this one. I thought it was great. I thought it was entertaining. And to your a point that you made that I'm sure you're about to get into, but yeah. it shows how good Sami Zayn is. No, and, and, and that's... If you take one thing away from that Johnny Knoxville, you know, it was just the whole jackass crew taking on Sami Zayn. Yes, Sami Zayn obviously had to carry um, that match, and he did. And I think he's a good sport for doing so, because I think a lot of wrestlers wouldn't be down for that, wouldn't be down for taking, you know, mousetraps to the back on a table, right. like Sami Zayn did. Um, I just thought it was a little too much just slapstick. You know, like, like, I get it. The, that match wasn't for me, right? Like, you had mouse traps, you had fire extinguishers going off, and uh, you had a cattle prod getting used. Like, it, it was very much a, a, of a comedy sort of match, which doesn't really flow with me. But I did appreciate Sami Zayn. My biggest takeaways, though, from WrestleMania is, number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
you want to talk about nostalgia. Um, that, 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 and he, but he was in two nights because it was Saturday and Sunday. He was in both nights, stunning everybody, uh, drinking beer as only Stone Cold Steve Austin could do, using, you know, language that maybe, uh, um, which they were not happy with. May, well, deal with it. It's Stone Cold Steve I know, Austin. I know, I'm just you know, saying. like when my son was watching, I'm like, hey, I had to tell my wife, guess what? It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. All right. This is what I grew up with. All right. And, and I turned, well, I probably turned out okay. We'll see. Um, time will tell. But it's just Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he might have dropped a couple of, of expletives here or there, but come on, man. And, and seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin, a guy who I grew up idolizing as a kid and whatever it was, I think it was 16 years after his last match, comes back in, wrestles, I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes against Kevin Owens. Mwah, chef's kiss. It was well done. Um, I, I can't say enough how, how awesome that moment was. And I'd be remiss, Casey, if we didn't mention real quick, even though it might be a little black eye in this town with all the AEW fans, the appearance of Cody Rhodes, I thought, went over pretty dang good. Yeah, it went it went pretty well. Um, I think the fan reaction to it was great, which I don't know if I was surprised, but, like, you know, they were probably mad when he left, right? Yeah, yeah. So then you come back and you're loved. That's kind of a different feel, but yeah. it was a good – it was a home run for WWE. They, no, it was – they yeah, well with that. It, it was definitely a home run. Um, you know, I kind of predicted he's going to call it Triple H. He didn't do that, but he did use Triple H's finisher. He tried to use it twice, and then he had it done once to him. So maybe they're teasing something with him and Triple H in the future. But it, it's just it's an interesting storyline here where you had a guy like Cody Rhodes who started AEW with Tony Khan, right? And he was a staple in that company, and he opted to go back where he came from, maybe for more money, maybe for different reasons. But at the end of the day, I think wrestling is a better sport now because Cody Rhodes is in WWE, and it's just a, it's a talking point. AEW is going to be fine without Cody Rhodes. Tony Khan is going to be fine without, you know, Cody Rhodes. I think wrestling fans are going to benefit because now you have, you know, a, a, another storyline, um, some more drama, if you will, that you can follow along. And if I know one thing, Casey, whether it's you talking about The Bachelor, whether it's me watching wrestling, or whether it's getting a giant fish on that you're trying to reel in, People love the drama. And with that being said, we got Captain Rick right now at the Florida Sports Official Report. Captain Rick, how we doing today, man? Very nice segue. You like that? You got a real future. You got a real future in this business. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) Hey, we got a great fish story today. The uh, Jody Lynn 2 spent the weekend 150 miles offshore. That's a a long way. I was going to say. they, they found the migrating yellowfin tuna. They had uh, 23 tuna, which was their limit, and they had um, none of them were under 40 pounds, none of the ones they kept. So they had a full, full fish box, and they had six or eight mahis, several black fins, and they released the sailfish on the way home today. So a fantastic wow. two-day trip for the Jody Lynn, too. Now, closer to shore, what we used to call – our long, far-off destination, our break on this side of the Gulf Stream, which is uh, about 55 to 65 miles out of here, depending on whether you leave from St. Augustine or Jacksonville, was not nearly as good. There were a few blackfin tuna caught, a couple of wahoo, and a handful of mahi. Our trolling has not gotten really good yet. Now, the big sheepshead are biting well, particularly to get up close to the Georgia border. They're still doing their spawning things, so that's a good thing close to shore, and it's going to need to be good 
close to shore for the next few days because we got some wind coming in. Uh, David Boris is on the fish right now. Even as we speak, he said trout have been excellent most of the day. They have caught some oversized reds, and they have caught them on artificials, so that's a plus. Um, it's the water's getting warm enough for them to start striking artificial lures, and that's a good thing. Look out for too much wind Tuesday and Wednesday along with some showers. I don't see the ocean opening back up probably at least until Friday, but you can count on us, Austin. We'll be back tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thanks, Austin. Uh, Captain, I got a quick question, man. So you, you said 100, 150 miles off of shore. How long does that take to get out there and come back? Well, obviously, that depends on the speed of your boat. For sure. We now have, we now have some big center console boats with three and four engines that can literally make that run in three hours on a calm day. Wow. But okay. uh, for, for most boats that are going to do about 25 to, say, 30 miles an hour, it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be at least a five, six-hour ride. Oh, fair so, enough. Um, I, and, and unfortunately, I've seen this for the last uh, several years, Austin, but... As we get more and more fishermen and we put more and more pressure on the fish, we have to go further to ensure that we're going to have a good box of fish. All right, fair enough, man. I mean, hey, do what you got to do. Uh, and a nice six-hour day getting out there, I'm not mad at him. That's what we call dedication. Thanks, Captain Rick. All right. Thanks, so, Austin. Thank you, man. So, uh, Casey, yeah, before we go to break here, what, one last little note about WrestleMania, yep. and then uh, we'll go to break, and then we'll get uh, Brent Martineau and Stuart Weber back here from Augusta to talk some more golfing and all things sports. The main event that was touted as the greatest match um, ever, I, I believe. That's what they said. Yeah, well, actually, well, first of all, Pat McAfee, thumbs up. Oh. Good one? Incredible. Yeah, Pat McAfee, mwah, chef's kiss. The dude can't do anything wrong. How athletic? How is a punter that athletic? I'll tell you what. Listen, I saw Jake Paul doing athletic things yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Knoxville, he was okay as well yeah, for his age. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, the, the beating he's taking. He's taking some beatings. But when McAfee went no momentum and just straight up hopped to the top rope? Yeah. So that, that takes skill now. I'm, uh, I'm not sure like what the clearance of that top rope is, but one would assume he probably accomplished a 55-inch box jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. And landed it like. And a punter. I mean, and a punter to say. That, and I don't think he's like in the. I mean, he's in great shape, obviously, but like he's not in his prime. No, no. no. I mean, he, he's my age. I know what prime is. I'm not my prime yeah. in terms of athleticism, probably. Huh? But huh. yeah, it was super impressive. Yeah. But then the, the main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Ended kind of abruptly. Yeah. Less fans wanting more. You think Roman Reigns is truly hurt? I do believe that to be the case because, first of all, you get everything that you paid for. Mm -hmm. I think they paid for 10 more minutes of airtime. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't think we're just ending early for fun. And yeah. they, they really dragged out the McAfee thing. So I thought they were trying to not waste time in a certain, but just make sure that they had everything where they wanted to be, start at the time they wanted to start. Yep. And they were still 10 minutes late. So I think I think there was definitely some sort of injury there. And the one thing that I couldn't figure out is one of my favorite things about wrestling is trying to figure out where they're going. I know, sure, I know sure. you do this as oh, well. Of course, all the time. And even watching the match, I was like, I'm not sure where they're what's going to happen here. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't think – I definitely didn't think it was going to end that way. But I wasn't mm – -hmm. I had no feel for it at any point in time. I was hoping Brock was going to figure out a way to win just because I'm sick of Roman Reigns. But sure. I didn't know what was happening, and then it ended abruptly, and I kind of was like, hmm. He's got to be hurt. That was yep. my first thought. He has yeah, to be Yeah, I mean, it, it just stopped, like, super abruptly. And to, to, to close out WrestleMania and end, like, the way it did, obviously, I think there's something up with Roman Reigns. I'm very curious to see what the diagnosis is, if you will. But I think Roman Reigns now, what, 560-something days as a WWE champion? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know, I don't know like, where the record's at, but he's got to be getting close to that. Uh, one would think that eventually I think his cousin The Rock is going to come on and have something to say about it. But that's another do conversation you, for another time. Do you think like this is conspiracy tinfoil hat? This is your type of thing? I love this. This is, this is what I live for, actually. Do you think there was a chance that The Rock was standing there behind the curtain, and when they saw that Roman was hurt, they're like, don't do it? You can't, this is not how we want to play this out. So here's what, yeah, it's it's a great point. Yes. <laughs> no, no, honestly, yeah. I, I do. But at the same time, Casey, think about this. If that was the case, he still could have came out and, igni- you know, he still could have came out and said something. Like, he didn't have True. to wrestle Roman Reigns. Like, even like, if it's like a torn tricep, if it's a dislocated shoulder, Reigns obviously in some pain. But I felt like if The Rock was waiting for him, they still could have cut that and still could have cut that promo. Um, who knows? I mean, you know, they, they always say the biggest show after Raw, I mean, after WrestleMania is the Raw after WrestleMania. Sure. So that's taking place tonight um, on the USA Network. I'll, I'll be tuning in to see kind of the fallout now and the storylines coming up. But we got a lot of storylines to talk about, too, at Augusta as our boy Brent Martineau and Stuart Weber bring you all the latest from Augusta, what's transpiring there, a lot of Tiger Woods hype, and a lot of other stories here around the sports world. More on ESPN 690 when we get back. Devin Booker is averaging 26-5-5. Devin Booker is playing on the best team in basketball who's virtually been the best team from start to finish. Devin Booker in the 15 games without CP3 went 12-3. Devin Booker is playing for a team that is seven and a half games better than Memphis and 12 and a half games or 12 games better than Milwaukee, Miami, or anybody else in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But Devin Booker, the show that this brother puts on would you night vote and for night him right now? I, I, I probably would. For MVP? For MVP? Yeah, listen, hey. you can't say all those good stats and then say I probably would. Hey. Finish the take. If it was Chris yeah. Canty, you'd be yeah. like, yes, yeah. I'll vote for him. Stephen A. Smith, obviously, right? Yeah. Boy, that limits some Stephen A. Smith. I mean, just, you know, passion, 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 slow it down, passion. Yeah. For instance, John Morant. You need to tell me that John Morant right now isn't a leading MVP getting in the NBA? Or maybe the whole Memphis Grizzlies are a leading MVP getting in the NBA? Last time I checked, the Memphis Grizzlies have won 12 games without John Morant. And all of a sudden, John Morant comes back and we just forget about him? You got to be joking me. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. That's good. Thank you, man. Um, I think we got more of... Oh, by the way, do you think Devin Booker, MVP? No. No. Casey, why are you, why are you contemplating? Because the Suns are so good. They the are good. The Suns are so good. Yes. It's not even funny. Okay. The fact that anybody talks about any other NBA team but the Suns. Like, the Suns get no respect. True. That being said, do I think they'll win the championship? Probably not. But I think they're so That's, good. What, what a good Stephen A. See, you should have just finished it. Yeah. You should have just finished it. So yeah. you, you don't think Devin Booker, though? See, but to me, the, the, the Suns are as great as their sum, if you will. Yeah. Where, yeah, it is Devin Booker, but it's also Chris Paul. It's Aiton. Like, they, they have a, I mean, yes. top crowder, top to bottom, that team is just, it's a well-oiled machine. But I'll say this. Are the Phoenix Suns the best team in basketball? No, I don't think so. Bro, what? By the stats. No, I mean, yeah, th- listen, the stats are going to say the best team in basketball. Okay. But to me, the best team in basketball is going to win the NBA championship. Do I think the Suns will win the NBA championship? 
No. I think if Steph Curry comes back, I think the, the, the Warriors got a chance to knock off the Suns. That's fair. So, I mean, do they have the best record? Absolutely. That's what I was going for. Do, do I lo- Well, I mean, the stats don't lie there. Then he's but, the best player on the best team. Does that make him most valuable? No. But he's the best player on the best team statistically in the NBA. I'll say it like this. He's the best player with the team that has the best record in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying best team, I Casey. Know. I know you're I, not. You know, I'm not coming with you on that. That's fine. And also, I think Giannis has a better chance. I think it's going to come down to Giannis. Could come down to Embiid. Um, I mean, Jaws the dark horse. I, I don't see that. Luka's really, you know, I mean. They're too good without him. Don't don't look now, but the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, they're good. Are, are, are playing a, a very good brand of, uh, of basketball. And I'm not sure if it's because Luka, like, you know, maybe came in a little out of shape, had to get that the rust off. Because Luka in the beginning of the season. Right. Didn't recognize the guy. I'll tell you, they And have, now he's taken over. Besides Luka, like, those are, like, dudes you find at the YMCA. Like, I don't know any of those dudes. No, like, for sure. Boban, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we don't know he him because he's good. Well, yeah, he was in John Wick 3. That's how I know him. <laughs> right. He was great in that movie, by the way. You see that movie? Yeah. John Wick, oh, yeah. And so it's, it's just like, it's like the Luka show with them. So okay. I think it's, it's interesting. Well, then let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll get to Brent Martineau here um, oh, yeah, at right. Augusta. More underrated, then. Phoenix Suns. Or, I'm telling you to check the stats, Casey. It's what we're doing today. We're checking the stats Monday. Miami Heat, who are the top team in the East right now that oh, nobody good. is talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's a good call. Nobody's talking about the Miami Heat. Yeah, uh, I'm still going with Phoenix. You're going Phoenix? Yeah, because here's the one thing. I know Brian Milton's listening right now. He's a Heat fan. I'm not going to give him that. Don't look at the satisfaction. You know He's I mean, on his I, way here for OT. So, no, see, I'm, not, I'm not giving him that. But to be honest, I feel like when you mention the Western Conference, not you, but anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's... The Warriors, who you started with. Yeah, but... Totally fair. Yeah, but Steph Curry's out, so, you know, they're obviously falling. Memphis. You mentioned Memphis because yes. what they're doing is crazy. It, I'm it, with it's it. very crazy. And you mentioned a team that's horrible in the Lakers. That's what you're talking <laughs> about with the Western Conference. The Suns are never, ever talked about like that, and they're good, good. Yeah, but then we talk about the East, and you have, well, the Milwaukee Bucks, who former NBA champions. Correct. You have the 76ers, who everyone's Googling over because now you got True. James Harden, Joel Embiid. You have the Boston Celtics, who Jason Tatum... Jason Tatum alert. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure who called that one. That's true. But I, I might have spoke that into existence, if you will. They're in second place right now. And then, yeah, 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 you have, like, the Hawks that are starting to come up a little bit, the Raptors. But my point is, ahead of all those teams, ahead of those competitive teams, the like 76ers, it. the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Bulls are still making a run, too. Yep. Lies the Miami Heat. And nobody talks about it. I agree. I fully agree with your statement. I, I think it's funny that the top two teams in the standings are the afterthoughts. And when we talk about a more competitive conference, I'm going with the East. So I think the more underrated team right now, I'm not saying the Heat are going to win the NBA championship because, you know, it's the Heat. But I think that they deserve to be praised a lot more. Like, at least Stephen A. Smith's talking about Booker right now. When's the last time Stephen A. Smith talked about Jimmy Butler That's or true. Tyler Hero? That's true. Or Donis Haslam trying to fight somebody from the, from the bench. True. That was in Sam Poetry one time. Yeah, we don't talk about it at all. And maybe we should. Speaking of talking, we got Brent Martineau, I think, live. Well, yeah, we'll say live at, Aug- live at Augusta, a place like no other. The Masters. We got Brent and Stewart um, coming to us, talking some golf, talking some other stuff as well. Hello, again. Welcome you back to Augusta National Masters 2022. Brent Martineau, Stuart Weber, as uh, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. As always, 3 to 6 on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. If you're listening in the car, well, you miss our faces, and that might be a good thing. But uh, at least wait, wait, what? Well, what you mean? get to hear us talk about Tiger. I know you like your face. I do. Not everybody does. That's what I'm trying to get out here. Not true. Uh, everybody does like seeing Tiger yeah. here at the Masters. What I mean, you? you just can't. 
overdo how extraordinary the story is and how dominant it is uh, in the storylines of the day in the week. Tiger Woods, the buzz around here at Augusta, but it's not just here. It's back at home in Jacksonville. It's around the country. It's around the world. Tiger Woods is that big. His comeback attempt after that major car accident, yeah. he's back at Augusta National where he's won five times, and you can feel it. It's the return to the return to glory. <laughs> uh, to use Jim Nance's words from the end of the 2019 tournament that he obviously won in that, that mock turtleneck, you know, kind of yeah. look, uh, which then took off in the, the store shelves. Everyone wanted to look like Tiger afterwards because he is that trendsetter. He is that guy that everybody wants to, to see and to be uh, in that case, so certainly a, a huge excitement factor when you're talking about him being here. And I mean, shoot, the crowds are going to be here anyways uh, at Augusta, no matter what. They're coming every single day, uh, but they're going to concentrate on one spot uh, when you have uh, Tiger doing his thing like he did, obviously, earlier this afternoon, getting in some work on the the green right here behind us. Oh, and here's the deal. If you missed some of the storylines, I mean, he was up here last week with his son, Charlie, yep. you know, practicing a little bit, and there was some momentum that he was going to come back. Yeah, because the momentum was that he hadn't said, I'm not playing. Yes. Well, then on Sunday, he tweets out, which Tiger doesn't usually do this, but it's almost like he knew people were wondering, paying attention, and he said, hey, I'm flying up. We're going to give it a go practice-wise, and I'm a game-time decision. We'll see what happens. Well, it was funny because there was a report that said he was probably going to show up unannounced. You know, yeah, like, I saw that report out there on Twitter, and like, that's interesting. And then, obviously, he's like, no, I'm getting in front of this. I'm going to be yeah. the one who leads the I'll, new story I'll have here. the narrative here. And, and that's, that's what, what Tiger did. did. And, and that created a whole new buzz. Uh, the odds start changing on whether he's going to start on Thursday and make this play uh, to come back here at the 2022 Masters. Uh, Stewart already mentioned it, 2019. Now, he did play in the November one, yep. uh, which got, obviously, the pandemic forced the April Masters of 2020 postponed to November. He played in that. But not since you know and, yeah. and obviously that's a huge gap he won in 2019 when everybody was kind of normal at the april masters right. uh last year was a little bit back to normal but not entirely so uh, it's an obvious buzz it's a huge story i say this what does he have to do does he have to just play i mean is it just pay play or do we need to see him play well thursday and friday whether that's make the cut or not i mean sometimes you can play pretty well and still miss if everybody yeah. else is doing well keep in mind world-class golfers the best in the game these guys are better than tiger now oh, and they're in form it's hard to say tiger's going to be in form he's been playing in his backyard and trying to get his leg right i think when you're talking about what does tiger need to do I think he just needs to not be more hurt coming out of this than he is going into yeah, it. Give him hope to play you know, a little more. Let's everyone see him playing, make some great shots, because, you know, over the course of two, at least two rounds, he's going to make some great shots. Uh, give the people a little entertainment, some excitement, and then not be more hurt coming out than he was going in. You know, just prove that he can go play a little bit and, and make it through a couple days. It certainly gives people hope and excitement and buzz. And he's already won the PIP for the year, by the way. Yeah. The, the Player Impact Program. <laughs> that tweet that he sent out with that statement, that won it already for the year. Yeah, Sorry, everybody else are playing for second at this point. They usually are. If Tiger wants to win that, he's going to win it. By the way, it's like $8 million bucks or something. He, so and he's going to win it every right? single year. Um, but it's free money. It does. Listen, if you get past this week, which we're way early in this week, we don't sure. even know if he's going to tee it up. Yeah. But if he does make it through here, then you start asking, okay, how much is he going to play? Is he going to be a handful of year guy? Is he going to play in all the majors? Does he you think he can do that? Is he just going to pick his courses like that he's really good at, like this one? It'll be really interesting to see where Tiger's mind's at after this event, depending on how it turns out for him, if he plays well, if he feels pretty good. This is, listen, golf is not 
what Austin does from a football standpoint yeah. or now an MMA standpoint. We know that. But the bottom line is, this is going to be a challenge. Mentally, probably not as much as physically for yeah. Tiger Woods. And this is a guy that gets mentally drained in the big events because he pours it all in. Well, he's going to have to leave a little bit of that mental side to tough it out probably from a physical standpoint. There's no way he feels like he used to feel coming yeah. off that accident and given the leg injury. Right. And so... I mean, this is going to be a guy playing hurt to some degree. We just don't know how much. To uh, humble brag again, uh, in 2019 when I played, the day after Tiger won it, <laughs> I played. I was exhausted after that round, and I was in decent shape at that point. Uh, <laughs> at that point? At that point. What's this shape? This, this is decent. We're all right. I was probably 10 pounds <laughs> lighter. lighter. Decent Be shape. Beard's in great shape. <laughs> um, but you know, I but I was exhausted. I was exhausted after walking yeah. that course. Now I I also walked a little more than than maybe Tiger would in the normal straight round down the fairway. Um, but it it it's a drain on you, no doubt about it. So for him to make this the first event coming back, who knows? Maybe he went and played like secretly at a club championship that we don't know <laughs> yeah. about. You know, just yeah. just slid in under like a different alias, like uh, you know Panther Jones or something. You know, just to slide in there and then make his way into a tournament. But uh, I think. This is going to be tough. It's going to be challenging, and, and that's part of the fun for, for us from a coverage standpoint is that uh, this is a really challenging thing, and if he's able to pull it off in whatever extent he does, well, that's just fun. That's well, just a, fun for us. I mean, the guy, this was 2008. It's 15 years ago almost now, but he won a U.S. Open on a broken leg. Yeah. I mean, the guy knows how to play hurt. So, I mean, but he was, again, he was just, 30. Just a stress fracture. I mean, 34 you know, years old. Fracture. I mean, it's, it's the minor one. <laughs> but he was lipping around. So he yes. knows how to get around, even if he's got to limp around. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was notable today. We were over here watching Tiger Woods practice. Uh, if you're listening on, on the radio only and not watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, we're right near the practice green. Uh, he was taking some sand shots. Scotty Scheffler doing that right behind yeah, us right Sheffler now, by the way. That. So, yeah. and, and Tiger, really, I thought the most interesting part was once he was done and he, and he looked like he was good, he was walking. And, okay, what does he look like walking? I mean, how often do we ask, like, what an he athlete did, He didn't like have a club as a cane, you know? Yeah, he didn't. I feel like that could have but been he's a, got a different gait. Years. It's yes. noticeable. I yeah. mean, he's got a different gait. Uh, but it didn't look like it was like a painful gate. So, so do golf courses when he plays. It's a much bigger gate <laughs> when he comes in. Uh, this one's controlled here. Yeah, Augusta, a different, different type uh, of usually. gate. So anyway, Tiger Woods, big story. We'll continue to follow it tonight on TV, CBS 47 and Fox 30. And also uh, be here tomorrow as well on the radio side on ESPN 690 and on TV. Uh, We've been bouncing around some topics, not just golf and Tiger, because then that means Austin's got to talk more WrestleMania, which he's probably already talked about all my wins that I picked in WrestleMania. But awful main event. I thought about baseball. You're a Braves fan. We're not yes. far from Braves country. That's right. The Mets. This entire southeast is Braves country, the by the Mets, way. The Mets, by the way, get DeGrom, obviously, who's yeah. unbelievable, and Scherzer, yeah. right? Well, Scherzer's got a little hammy issue, mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens there. DeGrom's a bigger issue. And it got me thinking. Is he the one player in Major League Baseball that alters the division more than anybody? Like, Mets fans with DeGrom and Scherzer feel like, hey, we might be able to beat the world champs in Atlanta. Now without him, I think they've got to ask themselves, can they just hang in the division? I'm sure there are other players that could alter it. Yeah. Uh, but listen, the Yankees have lost, like, Stanton and Judge and still been in the mix. Right. You know, in these last few years. DeGrom is special. Yeah. Like, shut down special. And they're supposed to have a better offense for the Mets this year for him, which had been terrible at in his career, yeah. scoring runs. Now, this is a massive blow for the Mets, depending on how long he's out. It is. But at the same time, I mean, at most, he's playing in 40 games. You That's know? True. As a starting pitcher, you're only going to come up once every four or five, five games. Minutes, yeah. um, and now, the way that pitching staffs are built, you're going six or seven innings. Now, obviously, DeGrom's a guy who will go deep into a game and save the awful bullpen, you know, by being able to pitch later and later. But 
I still tend to be of the thought that I would rather lose a starting pitcher than, you know, a key guy in my lineup. Now, I know there's nine guys in a lineup uh, that are going to make an impact, but he's only playing once every every yeah. four games. But he's still making all this money. Yeah, and that's it, the other part of it, right? The, the numbers are astronomical when you think baseball with the guaranteed contracts, you know, if, if you're hurt, well, still getting paid. You know, it's, it's really wild, especially when you consider it to, like, other sports like football where, you know, you're... You might just get cut if that happens. And you just mentioned it, the dominant pitchers, are they worth paying this yeah. kind of money if they're not going to stay healthy? He's about to get paid after this season. Yeah. Will the Mets pay him? Will somebody else pay him? Do you risk running, putting all that money into one guy that might not be available, unfortunately? Listen, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a special talent. But if you're not available, then you feel like you're wasting millions of dollars each week that he doesn't play. Yeah. Let me uh, steal, steal a phrase from Coach Napier. Scared money don't make money. Yeah, well, it's, well in, the, in, in Major League Baseball, the Mets, the Yankees, the Reds, the, the money. Cubs, the Dodgers, <laughs> yeah. they've got the money to waste. Yep, absolutely. Right? And so people are going to take their chance That's on That's why a steak sandwich costs $18 at the Mets Stadium. Yeah, by the way, uh, pimento cheese, egg salad sandwich here. I'm, a, I'm an egg salad guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But what, what's like a couple bucks here? Two bucks. I mean, I asked uh, Ty. I said, Ty, how much do you think an egg and salad sandwich is? He said, uh, seventeen fifty. Oh, jeez. I was like, nope, two bucks. Two does, bucks. He, does he even has no. he had an egg sandwich? No, salad? probably not. Oh, yeah, it probably has, but uh, not here. It's but not as popular with the kids these days. Anymore, no, is it? Uh, pimento cheese is not popular. How about I don't know this? How let's come. Let's anybody. come up with an egg salad uncrustable. Oh. Wouldn't that, that would do oh. pretty well, wouldn't it? Nick, you like to brag on today's show about your round at Augusta. My favorite part about my round at Augusta was the Uncrustable at Amen Corner. Yeah. Has anybody ever done that? Tiger? Ever do that? Uncrustable at Amen Corner. I've got picture proof of it. What a guy. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, that's going to wrap up our coverage from Augusta National 2022 Masters here on a Monday. Uh, we'll do it again on Tuesday with Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. For Stuart Weber, I'm Brad Martino. Guys, back to you. Thanks for letting us join the fun here on a Monday. Casey, you doing pimento cheese? You doing egg salad? Probably can't go back to the cheese one. You going for pimento cheese? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I like me good egg salad. Chicken salad's all right. Give me that pimento cheese. Like, if I'm going to eat something unhealthy, I'm going all out with cheese, mayo, paprika, and whatever else goes into it. Hey, we got one more break coming up here. Casey, let's go to break right now. When we come back, I've been fiending. It's been a couple of days. Yeah. We got to open up some cards. Like Are it. you with me? I'm with you. Let's go and break some open. Bang, 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 bang. Hopefully. Hopefully. More of that at ESPN 690 when we get back. Somebody's got to take the blame for this mess. It's a mess. So somebody's got to take the blame. So you know Vogel's going to take some of this blame. <laughs> no right? They're going to point the finger at him. And, and, and this is what really bothers me, Molly and Stephen A. This season was never about winning in, in terms of I've never seen the Laker team lose all these close games in the fourth quarter. We, we couldn't win. And so we got Russell who's going to go into the Hall of Fame. LeBron going to be in the Hall of Fame. AD's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And you mean to tell me we can't win close games? Friday night against the Pelicans was a big game for the Lakers. Right? How we lose that game at home and we couldn't close it out? Yeah. That bothers me. Uh, Magic Johnson, pouring out for Brian Middleton. I tell you what. Man, it's the gift that keeps on giving, though. Like, I, I'm Isn't not saying it? that I'm enjoying I am. the losing of the Lakers, 
I'm not hating on it. I am. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Casey's just a, you're basking in it. Oh, yeah. You're basking in the greatness. And that was Magic Johnson. And in case you missed the show the past couple of weeks, we do compliments of Brent Martineau having autographed Magic Johnson um, card. Have we decided? Are we going to hang on to that? Are we selling that? Uh, well, listen. Are, are we getting that graded? What are we, what are I we suggested that we sell the Jamar Chase. Everyone disagreed with me. And so I'm well, once again yeah, going to yeah. see. I, I, I still think we should sell. You think so? Yeah. But to me, we keep the Jamar Chase. What is it, like 300 bucks, would you say? Yeah. Or, yeah. But we keep that, though, because then it's like, it's fun to, it's fun to foul, you know, him. Like, now, now we're all Jamar Chase fans. What if, he, what if he's not good? I'm not going to say the other one. But no, no, I understand that. But, like, that's what I, it, it's like betting. Like, you enjoy the, the gamble, ah, I yeah. guess, right? I do enjoy the gamble. But yeah. I also enjoy getting a lot more boxes of cards, and 300 bucks can get us a couple. Mwah. The yeah. top notch. No, I think we should sell Magic. We ain't got nothing to, like, he's done. Yeah, thing, he's done. You know? yeah. By the way, Magic Johnson, uh, conspiracy theory here. Yes. How did he know to get out with the Lakers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did Who's he know? Out? Yeah. He had the inside track. He's like, I he see. He should be getting arrested for insider trading. I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe take a look at it. A little yeah. Martha Stewart style, right? I mean, she had to do time. Maybe she's Magic just, should be doing time. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's gone to you know what since he left. It's been pretty Interesting. Bad, yeah. Casey, you want to set up uh, the, the cards real quick? Well, what do we got here? What are oh, the yeah. opening? Yes, yeah, so we got a couple packs left over. The NBA hoops, uh, jaw rookie year. Yes. Zion rookie year. Yeah, who, who cares though, right? Yeah, yep. Hit a uh, uh, magic out of there as we talked about. We're looking for that red cracked ice rookie <laughs> jaw Morant. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Is what we're looking for. And Austin has the hot hands, and he's going to pull us some fire. Yeah, I got you, man. So starting off really nice with a Dwayne Bacon, uh, Gallinari, N- New Orleans Noel. Okay. Uh, Marlo Shyock. I've never heard of that guy. Plays for Philly, I guess. Cameron Johnson, rookie card. Okay. You know, what are you going to do? Cracked ice or no? That, no. no. Just gray. Just gray. Just gray, just gray skies. Just, uh, I think we, we could call those Seattle skies. We're on, you know. Oh, okay. Seattle skies. Uh, Gary Harris. Aaron Holiday, red cracked ice. Okay. And then a Dennis Smith Jr. You better get out the way because he's coming. I would recommend you staying in the way. He's, he's coming to. He's coming with the Knicks and mediocrity. That's what the New York Knicks bring to. The, <laughs> hey, get out the way! Here comes mediocrity for. Oh, I don't know the twentieth straight season for the New York Knicks. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, haven't been good since Melo, right? And, and Stoudemire. And borderline, not even then. And before they were that good back in the day. All right, yeah. all right, Casey. You know what? I, I smell some redemption right now. Okay. How many? Th- we got what? Three minutes left. Yeah, I got this. Oh yeah. Well, two. But yeah. Well, speaking of Kamal Anthony, we got a Kamal Anthony card. <laughs> That's good. So there you go. Speaking of existence, it should happen. We got Luke Kennard coming at you from Detroit. Spencer DeWindy. Ben Simmons in Philly. That's tough. Go ahead and give it to Kuz. Ooh, you got a Giannis. Just, okay. you know, got a, I'll put that to the side. Yeah, yeah. Giannis. Kyle Guy, who looks like the most made-up uh, player I've ever seen in my entire life. Kyle Guy, yeah. We got Shaquille O'Neal tribute. Okay. And then we got a uh, John Henson. Yeah. All right, well, Casey, we're going to the reserves. I don't care if we go late. I don't care if they got a problem with us. We're getting something good here. Let's go again. Well, make sure you give that uh, Giannis to your son. Yeah, for sure. He loved that. Thank you, man. P.J. Tucker, Marketing, Seth Curry, Not the good one. Norman Powell, okay. Anthony Simmons, okay. Carson Edwards, I guess, plays for the Celtics. Looks like he's about five feet tall. He played for Purdue. Tobias Harris. Okay. Give that one to Kuz, too. What do we got? Class of 2019, Soweku Doyambo. Who? I don't know. Class of Pistons. Does he? All right, Casey, one last box. So we have one pack left in the box. Um, you know, good thing Brent will, the, 
Yeah, Brent, I mean, I think Brent's heading to back down to Davoli's house cards on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, we'll see you guys Wednesday because we're, we're going to re-up there for sure. I, I got to film out this one, Casey. You ready? Okay, yeah. Michael Porter Jr., let's go. Okay. Gordon Haywood, haven't seen that guy in forever. Okay. Andrew Wiggins, uh, all-star. Well, yeah. Bogdan Bogdanovic, yeah. said it right. Yeah. J.R. Smith, um, not on a golf course. I don't know. Okay. I thought he was up. Kobe White. Oh, that's a rookie. Is it? Yeah, Kobe White's a rookie in that. Okay, you want me to do anything with that or not? Cracked ice? No. Silver? Uh, no, nothing. Just put it in the pile. Okay. We have, we have a cracked ice, uh, red, and a guy I've actually heard of before. He's a rookie. Oh, give me the good news. Plays the Denver Nuggets. It's not that good of news. Uh, bull, bull. Let's put it in the pile. <laughs> and last but not least, rookie card. Bring a whole, it's not a cracked ice, but it's a rookie card. Dylan Windler. Yeah. I'm bringing the music. Bringing the music. Did you well, see Bobo's fit the other day, by the way? No, I didn't. Look up Bobo gym or uh, jean shorts. It's pretty bad. <laughs> He's rocking jean shorts. Yeah, pretty bad. Past his knees or not? I think so. Oh, really? Yeah, they were oh, they're a big old so, pair of pants. Oh, so you know they're like Jinkos. Yeah, it was not good. I like those. Well, Casey, uh, I want to apologize. I felt like I, I talked a lot of smack about having the hot hand, and yeah. we pulled the Giannis in a shack. That was about it. Yeah. But don't worry, Bobo's house of cards. Come, hey, we're coming for you Wednesday. Yeah, we are. A.K.A. the ESPN 690 Redemption Tour, I'm calling it. <laughs> Get your tickets right now because we're coming in hot. For Action Sports, Jackson, ESPN 690. For Brent Martin and Stuart Weber in Augusta. For Casey pushing all the right buttons. I'm Austin Lane. We've got overtime coming up, Casey. You better believe it. Stay tuned for some overtime, some hot takes, some farm fresh piping takes. I'm Austin Lane. Stay casual. Stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.